coming up on the Inspired Podcast. I was a young kid, skinny kid, right, with a mullet, you know, and the gay community lifted me. This gym lifted me, brother. I owe my life to this gym. You know, it gave me my start, and I'll never forget that, you know. Welcome to the Inspired Podcast by Gentech. My name is Nick Jones, and I've taken the Inspired Podcast on the road. Today, I'll be coming to you from City Gym, Sydney's most iconic place to work out. It's actually my home away from home. A special thanks to Billy and the team for letting me use the space as a recording studio. In today's episode, I speak to Mr. City Gym himself, Billy Cockiness. Billy's story of growing up an immigrant child living in housing commission in Sydney's western suburbs to actually owning City Gym is a true rags to riches story and something that I personally find very inspiring, and I hope you do too. I start by asking Billy about his upbringing. Uh, I was born in Kalamata in 1971 down in the Peloponnese. Uh, Good year, 1971. Great year, brother. Great year. Year of legends. (laughs) Exactly. Year of legends. Uh, In 75, uh, we were in Athens. Dad got sick. I was put in an orphanage with my siblings. Oh, wow. Uh, Dad was quite ill. He couldn't support us, so we were put in an orphanage for until 75. uh, Sorry, until 77. Couple Uh, of years. We then migrated to Australia. And uh, we landed in Marrickville, Sydney, New South Wales, Marrickville. Little Greece back then, Little wasn't it, Greece really? back then, bro. Full of Greeks, full of Lebanese. It was very uh, multicultural. We was had... it even then? I heard yeah, that if you was. couldn't speak Greek in Marrickville, you couldn't get by. Brother, it was 70 to 80% Greeks, so absolutely, yes. 100%. There was a lot okay. of mi- Greek migrants there who couldn't speak a word of English. Yes. But they all got on just fine and they survived as well. So, absolutely. Um, I was in Marrickville till 84. Dad got ill again and we had to move to a housing commission at Bidwell, Mount Druitt. Right. So When uh, you say we, you, yeah, my family, brother, my, sister? Yeah, two bro- I've got two brothers, uh, two older brothers and an older sister. Yes. I'm the youngest in the family. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we had to basically go to a housing commission in uh, Mount Draw, Bidwell. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty far out there in the west. Near western Sydney, for anyone western, that doesn't know. Western, we- western, western Sydney. Absolutely, brother. Western Sydney, all right. And uh, I was commuting to school uh, for the first couple of years. We moved out to Mount Druitt, uh, two hours in the morning, two hours at night to go back and forth to school. I went to school at Tempe High School. Oh, wow. So I decided that I wanted to still hang out with my friends and see my friends. And, you know, I was used to that school and I didn't really want to change too much on that scape. So. Sure. So around about what age did you move into Housing Commission? Uh, it was about, I was at the age of 13. Okay. 13. Okay. So we were in Marrickville from the age of 7 to 13. Same as me. Yeah, 13, moved into the House and Commission at Bidwell. Um, at the age of 15, I was lucky enough to do one week's work experience here at the Amazing City Gym. Really? Under Billy Moore. Um, got on like a house on fire with Billy. I was very keen to impress as a young lad because I loved the gym so much. He just, he just grabbed me from, the, from day one. And uh, Billy then uh, offered me part-time work after school. For the duration of year nine and also the duration of year ten, I had uh, I was doing cleaning, painting, uh, maintenance, anything that I could do to keep myself going and get a little wage would help, which helped myself and the family quite a bit. Mm. And then at the end of year ten, Billy was kind enough to offer me a full time position here at City Gym as yeah. a cleaner for the first twelve months. Wow. That's all I did was clean, and uh, I then decided that I wanted to take it to another level, and so I started going and doing my courses. My first course was the, uh, at the 1812 Fitness Centre at St. Leonard's. It was then called the Ashpa Fitness Leaders course. Fitness Leaders. I did the yeah. same thing. Yeah. So, so many parallels. I completely relate to what you're saying. Absolutely completely relate to what you're saying. So tell me, your first interest in weight training and bodybuilding 
did it come before you came and did work experience? What in, what inspired you to, did, did you always love bodybuilding and muscle and want to get involved? Why Nick, City Gym for work experience? Nick, I was always an athlete back when I was a younger boy growing up in high school, you know, in, in primary school and high school. I was actually a, a long distance runner. I was a skinny little runt. Wow. I weighed probably, w- ringing wet, I probably weighed about 60 kilos. And, uh, mate, I was very fit. I always loved the long-distance stuff. I played soccer. I played soccer for canterbury Merrifield Olympic under right. Rally Rasich, who oh, was wow. the 1974 World Cup coach. Wow. And loved soccer, like a typical, you know, Greek boy, Good Greek, Greek migrant. Boy. Absolutely love the sport. And, uh, mate, the minute I set foot in City Gym, the first week I did work experience here, mate, I was mesmerised. Really? You know, we had all these amazing characters in here. At the time, mm. I was uh, being a young lad. I loved the WWF wrestling. Yes. And it just so happened that on the first week that I worked here for work experience, that Hulk Hogan was in, wow. Don Morocco, Andre the Giant, wow. Junkyard Dog, to oh. name a few, you know. Uh, With the Macho Man. Yeah, Randy. Was he there, Randy, Randy Savage? Yeah, Randy Savage was here oh, as well. He so was I was favorite. just like blown away, brother. As a young boy, I'm going, what the hell's going on here? Wow. But not only those guys, but were those guys inspiring to me as a young boy? We had all these amazing physiques in here. Yes. You know, you had the likes of, say, John Torelli, Mick Shanti, Paulie Haslam, guys like that. For me, I was, I, I, was, I was converted. That was it for me. You know, for a young boy, I wanted all of a sudden from being a skinny runt to be this muscly dude and wow. put on some muscle and train with weights and be just like these guys. Some of these guys were my heroes, you know, especially the wrestlers, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and all that. You know, as I grew yeah. up, like I said, I grew up watching him on TV you know, for the last five or six years prior to that. So it was just absolutely amazing. So it was an easy conversion for me, bro. Mm. Easy conversion. And for anyone that doesn't know, the listeners know, I'm sure a lot of them know Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and all these guys, but but John Torelli, I still believe, is the best physique to ever come out of Australia. John Torelli was something else, placed second at the Knight of Champions to Lee Haney. That's correct. Back in 83, 83. So John Torelli, for anyone that doesn't know him, and many of the young bodybuilders don't know him, this guy had the best physique ever, and I still hold him to that. Mate, John Torelli was one of my idols, bro. I looked up to John. I had the pleasure of working with him here from mid uh, 86, 87. Uh, for two to three years, all the way up to 1990, I believe. And he had his wonderful wife here, Angela yes, Torelli, Angela, as well. He was also a bodybuilder herself. He, yes. He was no slouch. She was absolutely amazing. But, yeah, John's physique for me, um, as a young kid, I had, mate, he was, he was just world class. Mm. Like, uh, I really aspired to, to him. He was next level, mate. Like, he was right up there, you know. And uh, mm. he, had the, he had the looks to go with it, bro. So he was yeah. very easily marketable, wasn't he? He was on every magazine, I remember, back then. Same. Every I remember American the magazine as well. So. He used to have his singlet tied that's up in that correct. signature yeah, knot that's at right. the front. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shoot. God that's bless right. him. John's... Uh, that's right. But touching up on that, Nick, like, you know you know yourself, the physiques back then in the 80s and 90s, the bodybuilding here in Australia was mm. huge. You know, you had Terry yes. Mitsos. Yes. You had Clyde Halani, Adam Blinoff. You had uh, Nick mm. Jones. <laughs> Freaks. <laughs> Freaks, brother. It was absolutely amazing, you know? Mm. So it was just, for me, it was a no-brainer. Mm, yeah. So that was so that was at 15, work experience. You end up the following year being full-time at City Gym. You Correct. get to work alongside all of these guys. You're commuting into City Gym from Mount Druitt daily. Yeah. Daily, brother. Yeah, daily. That's train. Right. Tra- uh, I had, well, living in Bidwell, I had, Bidwell, sorry, I had to catch the bus to Mount Druitt train station. 
and then onto the train and get down here to obviously Town Hall or Central and just walk from there down straight to the gym. So it took me about a couple of hours one way, four hours, you know, pretty much on a day-to-day basis to get to and from work. But for me, it was it didn't really mean anything, brother. I'm, I'm, I was happy to do it. I love working here. I, yeah. You know, it was an eye-opener. It was absolutely amazing, you know. So, and where I came from, Nick, I mean, I was a young kid, skinny kid, right, with a mullet, you know, and, yeah. That's another thing that resonates with me. Uh, I remember Billy Moore at the time went against everybody's wishes. A lot of, uh, you know, had managers here. Then we had a certain staffing uh, schedule here and a lot of them didn't really want to give me the opportunity. I thought, who's this kid from the western suburbs from Mount Druitt with a mullet and, you know, this headbang. I love my heavy metal back then as well, bro. You yes, know what I mean? I yes, Into Def Leppard and Kiss and uh, yep. Metallica and yeah. all these heavy metal stuff, you know. And people were like, this kid doesn't belong here. This is yeah. the this is the gay community here and, you know, the eastern suburbs community. So, you know, against all their wishes, Billy, you know, uh, gave you my start, which I'm forever grateful for, and uh, mm. it's very important for me now to uphold his legacy and take this gym to another level. Yeah, Billy. So, so yeah. talking so much about Billy Jim, uh, City Gym, and, and Billy Moore. I mean, your your background and your story to me is inspiring. And uh, talking to you now, I'm resonating with you and connecting so much more because so many things were similar as far as when I moved to housing sure. uh, commission in Adelaide and sure. didn't have the big Greek family. It was just my single parent mom and my brother. But, um, and I started working in a gym when I was 15 Okay. and yeah. And the boss at the gym, I'd left school, you see, and he made a deal with me, go back to, I'll give you a job part time yeah. and you go back to school. Let's talk about the beginnings of city gym, because sure. I want to talk as much about the gym as I do about your story, because both, stories to me are very inspiring and very special so city gym opened in 78 that's correct yes billy moore opened it with a couple of partners um and yes. billy i've got my own story to, to sure. tell about billy as well i mean sure. but but yeah. what you've said that he took a chance on you yes and he gave you a shot because he knew he looked into your eyes and he could see the goodness in your heart yeah. and i've talked about this and i recognize this with friends when i look into their eyes i can see and feel the good heart is close to the surface absolutely you know and we're living yeah. in this environment that's pretty harsh and especially you growing up yeah. you had to be tough in this environment you had yeah. to be very aware you between mount druitt and yeah. inner city sydney yeah. catching the train in train lines i can only yeah. imagine what that was like yeah. it's um, pretty tough bro it's yeah pretty tough, it's pretty bro. crazy yeah. and, and, i mean uh, we've said it many times before sure. billy we're close friends but yeah. You could, you could write a not a book about yeah. City Gym and your experiences, sure. but a volume. Um, absolutely. A nice book. thick volume uh, page. Don't worry about that. Just yeah. too many people to get arrested, I think. We, <laughs> we, we wrote well, 100% away. 100% we've thrown away the key. Don't yeah. worry about that. <laughs> but let's talk about City Gym because City sure. Gym, there's such a sense of community and a lack of judgment on someone's sexuality, bank account, car they drive, religious beliefs, habits that they have. There's just no judgment here. And, no. and when people walk in the front door, whether they're rich, poor, celebrity, nobody, homeless, Harbour View, mansion, as soon as the gym gear, as soon as the gym gear goes on, it's a great leveller. And Absolutely. there is respect for all yeah. members and such great etiquette. But let's talk about how City Gym got to that and how Billy cultivated that. Um, but more specifically, let's talk about Billy opened in 78. That's correct. There was, it was a very hardcore time when it came to the gay community. And we were chatting yesterday and you mentioned to me that homosexuality back then was great. Because Sydney, City Gym Sydney is as much known as its um, gay friendliness or it's a city's, Sydney's gay gym. But it's, to me, it's not Sydney's gay gym. It's, 
yes, it's, it's uh, a safe haven for the gay community, but can you tell us how that came about, Billy? Look, obviously back then, I mean, in 78, when the gym opened, it was uh, illegal to be gay or homosexual in New South Wales. Truth? It was Truth. illegal. It was illegal, brother, exactly. So, mate, it was only legalised in, in New South Wales in uh, 1984 under the Neville Rand uh, government. So, for those first 1984. six... 1984. Now, other states in Australia were legalised a lot earlier. I believe Adelaide and Tasmania were... One was in 75, one was in uh, 79... Wow. Don't, don't quote me on that, but they're, they're, they're the kind of uh, years we're look, looking at. But in New South Wales, 84. So there were six years when Billy opened up the gym in 78 of, you know, hardship for the gay community. But what Billy really did, Billy was a pioneer. He, he, he was a gay advocate, brother. Like, mm. he, he, the way he supported the gay community... I mean, and he's a straight man that had a, a wife straight and children. Man. That's correct. That's correct. But he created a safe haven for everybody, not just the gay community. Thank everybody you. in general. Anybody can come to City Gym and feel safe. Thank you. You know, but he did take the gay community, you know, close. He had held them close to his heart. He was a great man, and mate, word quickly spread all over the world that City Gym was a safe place to go to, especially given what was going on with the gay community worldwide at the time. Mm. And the people that descended to City Gym, not only from America, from Europe, from obviously from New York, San Francisco, were mate, it was unbelievable, Nick. Mm. Was the numbers were just, you know, just out of this world. And he didn't do it as a marketing thing. He no, did this out of the no. goodness of his heart. What really? was what was happening to the gay like, community here brother, in Sydney they, that led him to say yeah. this is a safe haven? What yeah. was going on? Look, brother, there was a lot of harassment towards the gay community, especially mm. from the police, the government as well at the time. Mm. Uh, you know, there was a lot of gay, a lot of gay bashings on the street. Mm. You know, they were, they, they, you know, they weren't allowed to be themselves. And 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 Billy you know, saw that, saw what was happening and, and, and resonated with the gay community and decided to do some, pull, pull up his sleeves and do something about it, which very few people did back then. It's courageous Absolutely. in a time where it Absolutely. sounds like the majority was against homosexuality. And they were. This and straight were. man stands up and goes, yeah. this is wrong, yeah. this has got to stop. Until it does, my home is your home. Absolutely. Safe. It's safe Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. That was Billy Moore, brother. That was Billy Moore, you know. He's, he's, big he, heart. He was a great man. He's courageous. a big heart. And, he, and mate, the, what, what he did for the gay community, the way he, the support that he gave him, I still get members coming in today who were at that from the first opening of that gym in '78 when it was on William Street, and the stories they were telling me, mate, were bringing tears to my eyes. He was an unbelievable man. So, yeah, mate, rest in peace. Yeah. I hope you're enjoying our chat with Billy. We'll continue after this message from our sponsors. At City Gym, we do things differently. We're the original all-inclusive community gym. For under $30 a week and with zero joining fees and hidden costs, you can have access to the best machines in Australia. Open 24 hours, 7 days a week. City Gym, 107 Crown Street, Darlinghurst. City Gym became very well-known worldwide, not only as a haven for the gay community, but a place where celebrities would come to work out. We continue our chat with Billy by asking him who were some of the famous people that have trained and hung out at City Gym. Had actors like Jane Fonda, The Rock, Hugh Jackman, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman. You had tennis stars like Steffi Graf, Martina Navratilova, wow. Pat Cash, Ivan Lendl, Boris Becker, The Wrestlers, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, The Rock, the junkyard dog bodybuilders, mate. Arnold Schwarzenegger was here. Yes. This was his favourite gym in Australia to train. After he yeah. had one workout here under Billy Moore, mate, he absolutely loved it. Yeah. Billy brought out Serge Nubre, who oh, was, wow. a, was a runner-up to Arnold all the time. Yep. We had Lee Haney, Jay Cutler, Ronnie Coleman, Dorian Yates, yes. uh, Tom Platts, 
Then we had this, the amazing Corey Everson, Tonya Knight. Oh. Like, unbelievable women's physiques, oh. you know? And mate, a lot of the old boys, Frank Zane, Bill Pearl, Albert Beckles, they all came in here as well wow. in the early years, you know? So the who's who of bodybuilding royalty, Nick, you know? Yeah. I mean, and me growing up as a kid here, for me, I was mesmerised. I was like, oh, my God, yep. Mike Christian, yep. uh, Lee Haney, and Billy would get me to take these guys to lunch and show them around Sydney. So as a young boy growing up here, I was in heaven, brother. I was yeah. like, what the hell's going on here? And I was training side by side with the best in the world. And Absolutely. the things you learn, Nick, as you know yourself from these guys, these guys go against the grind, you know, from mm. a, a weight training exercise point of view a dieting nutritional protocol point of view mm. these guys were next level at the mm. time so to absolutely have these guys around you the knowledge that I picked up from these guys mate mm. I could go to any university in the world and do any course in the world you wouldn't learn what you've learned from these guys yeah, first hands you know? and so, that's how you and I learn best yeah. right we learn through doing and yeah. talking to those that have been there and done it that's right and just quickly, this is a side note. I heard I was talking to Uncle Alan. Yes. So my uncle Alan Burrell knew you many years ago. Alan trains in City Gym with Mick Cianti. And he said, oh, mate, there was, I heard about this young Billy. This young Billy had blown yeah. up and and because he went away from the gym for a couple yeah, of years. That's right. And yeah. I heard you put on some obscene amount of muscle, getting all of these tips and coming into City Gym. Yeah. What was this transformation that I heard um, about? Brother, I mean, like I said, I walked in here 65 kilos ringing wet, you know, yep. and... Uh, at 15. Like, at 15 years old you know by the time I was 18 19 I was weighing 115 <laughs> kilos uh, with about 14 13 14 percent body fat you know I was, oh my God. but like I said I was very fortunate to be taught by the best in the business I yes. was in great hands from not only local bodybuilders like John Torelli, Mick yeah. Shiny, etc., but all the international bodybuilders. So for me, being a young kid and being so enthusiastic, I I, I listened, I learned, I worked mm. my ass off, and, and mate, yeah, did this amazing transformation. You know, mm. so it was uh, mate, like I said, Nicky, for me, every day was like I was in heaven, brother. Wow, you know? wow, that's incredible. Why did you never compete in bodybuilding? Bro, I um I had uh, I was I was lining up to do a, a ninety one show um, yeah. as a junior and uh, mate, unfortunately I lost my father uh, quite suddenly in Greece and um, that so really dad hit me moved hard. Back. Dad moved back. Dad to was Greece. on holidays. Nah, dad went on holidays. Oh. Just uh, left mum behind. Went on holidays to visit his brother and his family back in Greece. And dad was suffering from. Uh, uh, diabetes and tuberculosis of the lungs and all mm. that and uh, obviously going to Greece mate he, he ate up a little bit he got off his, his diet uh, was a bit of a smoker and unfortunately dad passed away very suddenly and uh, he oh. kind of knocked me for six and uh, knocked me knocked the family for six and bodybuilding to me then I went through a bad a little bit of a spiral for a couple of years because yeah, you were and 20 21. I was yeah I was 20 years old 20, bro and he yeah. just did and I, bodybuilding was the last thing in my mind to watch my mother spiral the way you know mother's pain and family's pain so I just supported my family and uh, I just for me it wasn't bodybuilding wasn't the end or be or you know after that to be honest mm. with you and it was just like yeah I want to train I want to look healthy it wasn't about getting on stage I just love training Nick mm. you know and being around the people and being around city gym so yeah I just went through a, a bad stage but mate you know I mean uh, that's that's the way it works and uh, it's that's maybe life. a bigger and better person yeah exactly that is life and I'm a bigger and better person for it today you know so mm. um, yeah Family comes first for me, brother. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, there'd be so much there, Billy, because we talk personally often and your yeah. mindset and your attitude in times of adversity, especially the last couple of yeah. years here running City Gym and yeah. um, what you've overcome, I know with any man at the age of 50, really, Billy, especially yeah. like us that's come out yeah. of Housing Commission <laughs> Absolutely and right, moved yeah. from overseas, that yeah. there's always a lot of stuff that you go through. Absolutely. Always a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm going to cut to that now. And that, sure. that is... Um, 
Give me, Billy, give me some daily practices. Give me some stuff that you do personally that helps you stay positive, stay motivated, stay on track and help you to overcome these constant challenges that come. Look, Nick, for me, I've always been a very positive person. Always. Um, Yeah, always, brother. And I mean, what I've been through in life, obviously from my past and growing up as a kid, been in an orphanage and, uh, you know, living in housing commission, losing dad at a very young age. Uh, These are all the things that really build up this resilience that I have that can't be touched. Like, and mate, to be honest with you, Nick, there's other people in worse positions. I would never change my upbringing, brother. It's made me who I am today. Absolutely. And that's why I've always got a positive mindset. Yeah, we went through COVID. We went through, you know, uh, obviously the current economy situation is not great. Uh, Things are pretty bad in terms of obviously, you know, interest rate hikes and uh, inflation and... uh, and all that jazz, but mate, I mean, uh, mate, I've got, I'm looking after, you know, I'm, I'm proud owner of Australia's most iconic gym. Mm. The community that I have here, Nick, the way they look after me and the way I look after them, like the relationship that we have, mate, I'm the luckiest man in the world. Mm. I have the most amazing partner in Tamara Jabba. Who, yeah. You know, every morning I get up, brother, I want to be a, it makes me want to be a bigger and better version of myself. Mm. I have amazing friends, a close group of friends, my business partner, Andy, Mama Seulis, and, mm. and Henny, my sis, and uh, yourself and Angela, and, mm. you know, all these great people. And it's like, mate, what's, what's the issue? I don't... Nothing's a problem for me, brother. Mm. You know, I like looking, finding solutions. There's always an answer to a problem. Yeah. And I love finding it, brother, because you yeah. always can, you know. So I've always been a positive person. So for me, I'm like, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Like, you know? Gee. But, you know, so many people that go through hardship yeah. don't end up on the positive side of it, you know. That's they'll, very true. They'll, they'll, you know, all of these challenges they go through and some trauma they go through, they drink it down, they drug it down, they gamble it down, they sex it down, they, they do. suppress it at all costs. But yeah. you, you haven't done that. Is there no. been anything that you've done, like when your dad passed away, that you did specifically that helped you work through... To be honest with you, Nick, City Gym oh, saved me. City Gym saved me, brother. The training at City Gym and the friends that I made here. The gay community is so important to me because they rallied behind me, brother. And, you know, my other close friends that were here as well, there's some straight friends that I had here, but the gay community helped me get through it, you know, and uh, keep me on track. Yeah, there were days where, you know, there were some very dark days and, um, you know, um, I spiralled a fair bit here and there, you know, for, you know, especially the two years after. But the gay community lifted me. This gym lifted me, brother. I owe my life to this gym. Um, you know, it gave me my start and I'll never forget that, you know. Yeah. It's, isn't, it, isn't it funny how um, people take a chance in us, they see the best in us, um, they lift us up when we're down. So the people that we're around us play such an important part. There's a few things here that you're just, yeah. just reminding me of that play such an important part in keeping us strong, keeping us on the straight and narrow, keeping us positive, and that is number one, a sense of community and the people you have around you and hold clo- you hold close and dear to your heart. That's right. Those people, because they're so close, you want to be a better person for them Absolutely. as well. That's right. You know, That's right. and then the structure, so the sense of community you get from the gym and your dear friends and family, but then the structure that your training gives you, Absolutely. your nutrition yeah. gives you, yeah. having a bad day, struggling, get in here and train. That's right. Get in here and that's train. Right. And Invest a little bit in yourself. Take yeah. care of yourself. Make yourself stronger, at least physically, yeah. to make yourself stronger spiritually and emotionally. Yeah. And carry that through into the rest of your day. Absolutely, brother. I couldn't agree more with you, Nick, and that's what this gym's all about. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you know, it's important to me to, to you know, uh, continue on the legacy of all these amazing people that not only helped me get through, Nick, they've helped this gym, it's helped so many people get through, mm. brother. A lot of hardship over the years, and we've seen it with COVID as well. Yeah. COVID was a big one. Yeah. It was massive. The amount yeah. of people, the depression that it caused out there in the community. Yeah. The amount of members that took their lives. Yeah, there was a lot, wasn't there, There was Billy? a lot, bro. And, you know, I know some of those people were your friends as well. Yeah. And that hit home hard for me. Yeah. So it was very important for me to get up and do something about it, brother, because I'm in a position as a gym owner of Australia's most iconic gym, to get up and help these people and do something for the community. So what we did do for them, after the first lockdown, obviously we finished an amazing renovation, mm. a $1.5 million renovation of this amazing facility. And the second lockdown, it hit a lot harder. We were locked down obviously for close to four months. Yeah. So what I focused on was putting on a free, um, a free uh, food day for all the members. I remember. On a weekly basis. The throughout way, lockdown. This is throughout, throughout this lockdown. This is throughout the whole lockdown period, the second lockdown period. So hang on, let me get this right. You're yeah. not earning $1 of income. No, Not brother. $1 of income because you froze not memberships. Not That's $1 correct. of income yet. That's correct. You're giving away free food and coffee every Thursday. That's correct. That's correct. Free food and coffee. Um, I put on free uh, Zoom classes, online Zoom classes for all the members and even the public to access for free, for them to train to keep themselves going. The food side of it for me was a little bit strategic, was strategic on my behalf because of the fact that I wanted to get the members down here to have a chat to them, to see how they were doing, how they yeah. were travelling, you know, what I could help them with. All it took was a, a, a coffee, a chat, a five-minute chat to make sure they were all right. I also hired free therapists. And I made them accessible to the members for the people really? who were struggling. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there was another service that I provided. Like I said, Nick, the community means everything to me. Yeah. I don't give a shit about my bottom line with the community suffering, brother. Mm. You've got to help people. Yeah. That's where I came from. It's mm. not hard. Mm. Most gym owners go, oh, we're an authentic community gym. Yeah. All they do is take money off people. Yeah. City gym's not about that, brother. The fabric mm. of city gym doesn't, doesn't work like that. Mm. Yeah. Billy would have been proud of you, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, mm. that's something that Billy would have done, brother. So, like I said, for me, it's important to uphold Bitter's legacy. Mm. So, you know, it's the, the least I could do for the community. Mm. But there's more to come, Nick. We've yeah. got more to come, brother. Yeah. We're only going to get bigger and stronger. Yeah. Oh, I have no doubt. I have absolutely no, no doubt whatsoever. God. City Gym's a, a, a safe haven for the gay community from the early 80s when Billy Moore saw what was going on. Tell us about the 80s, the gay community in the 80s and how your support of the gay community has transitioned into current day of, you know, uh, current time of doing Fair Day and all of the different great LGBT um, uh, causes that you support. Tell us from the 80s right through till now, how has it changed and how have you been involved and supported the gay community? Yeah. You've told us how they've supported you, sure. which, yeah. which, you know, yeah. drills deep to your heart. Look, uh, you know, the late 80s um, here in City Gym were quite uh, stressful. I mean, it was, it was, they were very heartbreaking, Nick, because we had the, uh, the AIDS pandemic in right. the late 80s, right. well into the early 90s. And unfortunately, um, City Gym lost a lot of its favourite gay uh, sons. Oh uh, one, of them in, uh, one of them in particular was Peter Vincent, who was very influential in my life. He was probably the best manager the City Gym has had. Wow. You know, wow. Peter, Peter died from AIDS, as is his amazing partner, Addy. And uh, as I said, we lost a lot of members and the community in general here in Darlinghurst was hit very hard. I mean, it was hit hard worldwide, but that really, that smashed the gym, you know, and uh, everybody rallied behind to support the, the family, the grieving families, uh, Billy Moore, myself, 
a lot of our other amazing members and uh, we help the families get through that tough period. Mm. Um, then, you know, obviously after the first COVID lockdown, you know, people were hit pretty hard. There was no Mardi Gras uh, floats. There was no oh, parades. Wow. Sorry, there was no parties. There was, the, and, and one thing that really hit home for me, there was no fair day. Mm. And this is where a lot of the, the gay community get together and the team Sydney gets together and they do all their registrations and all that. So for me, it was, I felt compelled to step up and roll my sleeves up, bro, and put on a fair day at City Gym for him, which we did. Mm. And uh, it was, I must say, it was uh, very successful. The, the Team Sydney, I know, appreciated it, and the Mardi Gras appreciated it. And it just kept that alive, and he kept them going, and gave him some hope during a very tough time. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, like I said, something close to my heart. And, and, and the support that we gave them and the love they gave us back, Nick, was just something else that I know. That was only know. a few years ago, Billy. That's correct, yeah. I remember yeah. it. We were involved yeah. in it. Yeah. Tech supported that. That's correct. Yeah, that's mm. correct, bro. Yeah, it was an amazing day. We put DJs on downstairs, mm. squat till you drop competitions. We yes. did a lot of giveaways. We used the middle floor for Team Sydney to put their tables down and the flags yeah. up and do their team registrations, yes. which worked out really well. We raffled out a lot of prizes and mm. put free food on for everybody for the day. And, um, you know, it was nice to see people turn up. I mean, the numbers weren't huge, but it was nice to see people turn up after the first lockdown in which people had hit, been hit pretty hard mentally and, and physically, so to speak, you know. So, mm. Uh, you know, it was a very successful day, an amazing day, and uh, I'm pretty sure the gay community, and I know for a fact they appreciated that. So, mm. yeah, it was very special for me. Mm. Mate, because I, <clears throat> I always wonder why, and, and you're answering it now, you're really enlightening me here, um, because I, coming to City Gym, and even I remember growing up, mum had a couple of friends that were gay, and, and it's, it's never really been a thing for me to celebrate someone's sexuality or just to judge someone's sexuality sure. I, mean, I don't judge anyone on their religious beliefs i've got muslim friends i've got christian friends i've got friends who are atheists yeah, like I, do, yeah. right so yeah, i don't bro. really judge yeah. not my place to judge sure. anyone yeah and i very much have the attitude of live and let live as you do yeah and so i always wonder why it's such a big deal to celebrate sexuality and why we have the mardi gras and why we have all of these events but i'm assuming now that it's because there was so much oppression with yes. the gay community. Yes, exactly. That and it was illegal yeah. and there was a lot of violence and homophobia right. and bashings and yes. there was, and that oppression is still um, being felt to this day and that's Absolutely. why yeah. homosexuality or LGBT uh, is celebrated. Yep, absolutely. And, and in these times, Billy, because it's, it's pretty poignant in these times because we're seeing it with rugby league at the moment and what's yeah. been happening in the yeah. media. There's so much yeah, still. Absolutely. Which, again, I find it just blows me away because, again, I think live and let live. What does it matter what somebody's preference is with... Obviously, really? Obviously, obviously not to us, Nick. You it know doesn't I mean? to like, us, Billy. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, we both had a, you know, grew up with a fair bit of adversity as well. I mean, I was exactly. a Greek migrant coming here. So I experienced what racism was like back growing then, up yes. back then, Nick. You know, you had the Aussies yeah. calling you Dago and Wog and yeah. all this stuff. And, you know, I mean, we weren't any better ourselves, bro. You know, but it was we went through it, mm. you know, growing up. And, uh, you know, that's why for me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very strong uh, supporter of the gay community. I mean, you know, why should they be suppressed? Absolutely. They're normal human beings like us, bro. Absolutely. They're great people. They're some of the most amazing people mm. are gay. Like, yeah. what's the big deal, man? I, you know, I, just... like, I don't get it. Okay, people have religious beliefs and all that. But for me, it's once again, Nick, it's a no-brainer, mate. Mm. Be a good human being, brother. It's Simple. not hard. It's not rocket science, you know? Simple. I'm going to ask you a question that I ask everyone. I mean, you're the owner of 
Sydney's most iconic gym, maybe Australia's most iconic gym. You've actually, as much as well as I thought on New City Gym, you've shed so much light on the service that City Gym provides to the community, not just the gay community, but the community at large by putting on food throughout the lockdown, just so that you could have members come in and have some food and have a chat and see where they are, uh, where their mentality is, you know, because, you know, we're in a, you're in Darlinghurst, you're in East Sydney here in Darlinghurst, and I gotta say, I'm fortunate enough to live by a national park and the ocean, the beach. So when we're in lockdown, as challenging as it was at times, we had the outdoors, we had the fresh air. I put wetsuits on the kids when they were bouncing off the walls and went for a swim in the ocean, or we went skateboarding or mountain biking. And I'm thinking, what about those people that are living in one bedroom studio or apartments or studios in and around Darlinghurst, middle of winter, don't have the fresh air, can't see the horizon, can't go into their favorite gym. So they're not having their structure, which is so important for us as we're saying, we need daily structure, we need exercise. It's the best antidepressant that a human being can utilize. They're not getting that sense of connection and community. So I'm getting now, I'm understanding the sense of community um, now so much more and what you've provided the community. And then why inside the gym there's such a great sense of community and such a non-judgment in the gym and it feels like home to me which used to worry me because like, <laughs> i'm certainly a misfit of society as much as people think otherwise i'm a misfit of society i feel at home at yeah. city gym more than any other gym in the world and more than almost any other place in the world um tell me billy what are the plans uh, for City Gym? What's the future hold for City Gym? Look, Nick, for me, um, I think I wouldn't do this, um, this gym justice if I didn't take it national. Yes. And the biggest dream for me is obviously my end game is international. Right. Uh, I'm also expanding the eatery. The food yes. is absolutely amazing, as you know. Oh, my favourite. I favorite. believe there's room for growth there, so I'll be looking at expanding the eatery and taking that national as well, to be honest with you. Mm. We're also building a physio clinic next door, which opens in five weeks. Yes. We've teamed up with Kinesis uh, physi- Physiotherapy. The guy's an absolute costa from there. He's an absolute gun. Mm. So that's another uh, stream that we're looking at, to obviously, uh, you know, uh, ex- expanding and taking. And, and for me, it's all about quality, Nick. Mm. The best of the best under one roof. Yes. The Jeff, the best full gym, the best full service gym in all of Australia. Yes. And everything I do, you know, my, you know, bro, very well. My equip, from my equipment to my staff to the whole package, has to be the best. Mm. And I want to take that Australia wide, and I want to show people what City City Gym's all about, and build these amazing community, the amazing community that we've built here mm. all over Australia, mm. and possibly overseas. Mm. It's certainly, Billy, it's certainly world-class here. The renovation that Andy and and yourself did, it's just a beautiful club, um, but it has this raw essence and it has an energy about it. The equipment's world-class. The trainers, the the level of trainers you have here, the boxing trainers, Benny Sava. Benny Sava, yeah. um, You know, the the classes that you're running here as well and the eatery. Let's talk about the eatery. I love food. Absolutely. You love it. You're Greek. Absolutely. You're Greek. Absolutely. The, uh, the head chef here, oh. Hanadi, he, oh. he did his apprenticeship at a hatted Michelin star rated restaurant. Yeah. It's not just fitness food, not even close. This is like the highest quality restaurant food that is healthy and tasty. So the gym is a city gym. It's just a different, it's just a different standard and a different being to any other gym that I walk into. 
from that and from what you've done here to replicate that will be a big challenge. But tell me, I ask all of our guests, Billy, yes. uh, what inspires you? What does being inspired mean to you? And what inspires you? Nick, I love what I do, brother. I love this gym. This gym is my life, as I said here before. But, mate, like I said, I've got an amazing family behind me. I look at what my parents went through to give me a, you know, a shot at life here in Australia. Wow. And, you know, who went looking for a better, searching for a better life for myself and my siblings. Mate, I have an amazing partner in Tamara. She's absolutely unbelievable. Mm. She, like I said, she, she, she pushes me to be the bigger, bigger, bigger and better version of myself. Yeah. I have my amazing close-knit group of friends. Mm. And I have this community here, Nick. Mm. To walk in here every day and do what I do and get, you know, smiles from these people, just to talk to these people, mate. It's the, the respect and the love they have for me mm. just inspires the hell out of me to make it bigger and better for everybody, bro, mm. and give them the best possible. Mm. Well, i got to say thank you, Billy Kokinus, my Greek brother, for joining us. Thank you for your vulnerability, honesty, your wisdom, and uh, over and above everything uh, and above our friendship, thank you for providing uh, what is my favourite gym in the world that gives me structure, that gives me connection with a bunch of very, very special people. And I certainly, um, uh, City Gym makes me or gives me a better life. Thank you, my bro. I love you, mate. Love you. You and Andrew and all the support that you guys have given me throughout this. You've been here from the start of the journey, Nico, mm. from when I first took over City Gym five years ago, mate. I'm the most, I'm the luckiest bloke in the world to have amazing friends, like I said, like you guys behind me. So, mate, the sky's the limit. I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Billy. Sounds like City Gym has some big plans and I'll look forward to seeing them come to fruition. I really want more people to hear this podcast. If you're enjoying it, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Do you know somebody that's inspiring that you think would be great on the podcast? If so, contact my producer, Rob. Rob at etails.com.au. That's R-O-B at E-T-A-L-E-S dot com dot A-U. I'm Nick Jones, and thanks for listening. Build a lean, athletic physique using Gentech Nutrition's premium quality sports supplements. Use code INSPIRED10 and save 10% off your favourite products at gentech.com.au. That's G-E-N hyphen T-E-C dot com dot A-U. This podcast has been produced by etales.com.au. That's www.etales.com.au. Does your company or organisation or even yourself need a podcast? Contact Rob at etales.com.au.